Hi guys, it's Baby Peach, and we're back again with more Higurashi. There was a pile of futons loaded with sanctified rope in front of the altar. Come to think of it, they did say it was a festival where they did something with the cotton and futons. Keiji-san! Reina-san! We're over here! Satoko waved her hand from the front row. Ah, sorry, sorry. Making our way through the mass of people, we reached the spot they'd saved. How was it? Were you able to have a little bit of excitement with Reina? You punk! So that's what your plan was. Instead of replying, Mion gave us a perverse grin. How was it, Reina? Was Kei-chan's hand bigger than you thought it would be? Ha! Oh. Raina turned bright red, puffs of steam shooting out of her. I heard something slice through the air and turned around to see Mion on the ground with a welt on her face. Mion, when were you hit? Between the ha and uh of her how, I think. <coughs> Raina, it's not good to punch your friends to hide your embarrassment. I I didn't hit her. Whatever. How? Thump. The thunderous beat of the drum echoed, silencing the crowd. You must all be quiet. It's beginning. It was a solemn ritual. Rikachan entered dressed as a shrine maiden, followed by members of the municipal committee. The elders all looked at Rika and clapped their hands in praise. The only thing allowed to disturb the profound silence was the flash from Tomotaki-san's camera. What's the big thing Rikachan is holding? A hoe that she used for this festival. It's a sacred farming tool that only the shrine maiden may touch. It was an awkward shape for a piece of farm equipment not uncommon for something used in rituals. After reciting a Shinto prayer, Rikachan approached the pile of futons gathered at the altar. She swung the hole skillfully, plowing it into the futons. Each and every little movement of this performance probably had to be done in a certain way. Without a doubt, this was a ritual. What's next? Airing out futons? She's purifying futons that absorbed illnesses from people over the winter. So when Keichan said airing out futons, he wasn't completely wrong. Rikachan's face was already dripping with sweat. That hell was probably really heavy. She staggered side to side with the momentum of each swing. Satoko looked on silently, leading, lending her support. Worried? Rika practiced every single day with a mochi hammer. She will certainly prevail. Satoko's hands were sweaty, and whenever Rika-chan started to sway a little, she held her breath. Why is it beyond a candidate to be the Shrine Maiden? It feels wrong having Rika-chan swing around something so heavy. I'd do it if they'd ask me, you know. And, well... It's not something just anyone could do. That's true. Shrine maidens need to be pure after all. 
Mian drove her elbow into my side. With the thud of the big drum, Rikichan gave a solemn bow and descended from the altar. That triggered a round of generous applause. After the Shinto priest had raised up and cleansed futons like a portable altar, all the spectators stood up. Following after the priest, we all marched on at a moderate pace. They descended the shrine giant stairs in a line. What's happening now? Washing the futons in the river? Ha 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 ha. means setting cottons adrift, you know? The procession continued right up to the bank of the stream. A fire was stoked high and it was bright as day here too. People started crowding around it and clamoring. All right, get in line. Line up, Keiji-kun. I wondered what was up. Maybe we'd get some holy wine. Red and white bean buns. Ah ha ha ha. It's not food. I said it was cotton. Ah, but of course. They didn't call it the Watanagashi for nothing. I finally understood. The municipal committee members pulled out the cotton from inside the futons and bought it up like mochi, handing it out to people. Rena drove into the line and brought out some for me as well. We then proceeded to the bank of the stream. Since it's your first time, Keiji-kun, just copy what I do. She held the cotton in her right hand and waving her hand as if to purify it. She touched it with her forehead, chest, navel, and both thighs. You do this three times and silently give thanks to Oyashira-sama. Oyashira-sama? What's that? The name of the shrine's god? Yes, it's the guardian deity of Hinamizawa. It brings both miracles and curses, so you must be sure to show respect. That sounded like a pretty frightening god, but well, one in Rome. I was officially a resident of Hinamizawa now, after all. Doing as Reina sh- showed me, I touched the cotton over myself three times. Thank you, Oyashira-sama. Thank you, Oyashira-sama. Thank you, Oyashira-sama. This way, all the evil that possesses you is sucked out by the cotton. Then you let it gently drift away on the stream, and you're done. Together, Raina and I set our pieces of cotton afloat on the surface of the water. The flowers of cotton blooming in the water had sucked out all the evil festering in Hinoizawa and drifted off, disappearing into the distance. It was wonderful, like those floating lantern festivals I seen on TV. The best part, though, was feeling like this was a rite of passage had made me a true resident of Hinoizawa. While staring off into the stream, I somehow got separated from Reina. I wasn't very lonely, though. I know this place now. This is where I live, my home. It's probably better if I just stay here instead of wandering around aimlessly. Someone would surely find me while I was enjoying the evening breeze. I heard a familiar voice. It was Tomotaki-san's. I headed towards it. How did it go, Tomotaki-san? Were you able to get some good shots? Yeah, fortunately. Tomotaki-san was with a girl. I felt a little like I was intruding. 
how was it, Katie Sutkoon? Did you enjoy the festival? From the way she spoke, it seemed like she was a resident of Hinomizawa. I should really try harder to remember people's faces here. What was her name? Well, um, it was fun. My face must have given away how desperately I was trying to remember her name because she yet gave a light-hearted chuckle. It's probably because it hasn't been long since you moved here. It's pretty hard to believe seeing how friendly you've gotten with the other kids. If that's how it looked, it was probably all thanks to Reina and Mion. Perhaps you feel more like a resident of Hinamizawa after taking part in the festival today? Hmm, I wonder about that. Oh, that's not like you. I had tried to get used to Hinamizawa, but there were still plenty of things I didn't know. The faces of people I'd met, for example. Things that had happened in the past as well. Oh, you're feeling left out because of something like that? It's not so much as feeling left out, it's just, I'm not sure how to say it. That incident at the damn construction site, the fighting over it, and other conflicts. That terrible incident that pretended they pretended they didn't even know about whenever I brought it up. Even though it was in the past, as someone living in Hinomizawa, it wasn't wrong to want to know about both the good and the bad that had happened here. It'll put you at ease, then I'll tell you everything I know. Tomotaki's sun smile made me more relieved than I'd ever been. It was hard to think of what to ask when someone said, ask me anything, though. Even when there was so much I wanted to ask. Then could you tell me about what happened when the dam was being constructed? There was a big incident where Hinoizawa was going to be submerged, right? I think the locals would be more knowledgeable about the dam than I am. Well, if you don't mind, I'll tell you what I know. It's only what I read in the newspaper, though. Tomotaki-san's eyes entered an unfocused gaze as he searched through his memory, then he spoke. The decision to start the dam project was finalized seven or eight years ago. I heard it was the next major project after Kurobe. There were three major issues in Japan at that time. Improving inter-island transportation and fracture, meeting the higher demand for electricity, and flood control. There was a boom of dam building due to the massive economic stimulus they provided on top of generating electricity and flood control. Hinomizawa had the right conditions to support dam construction, so it was singled out. The dam reservoir would have been covered quite a lot of ground when it was completed. The entire area right up to Yagochi, way upstream, would be underwater. But why did they have to pick a populated area like Hinomizawa? Couldn't they have instead picked a place where nobody lived? Hmm, I'm not really sure why, but I heard that it was just the right terrain for building a dam. Of course, there were protests here in Hinomizawa. Rika-chan had said there was a battle. From that choice of words, I had guessed things had turned violent. 
There was a trial, and it was even brought up before the national diet. It was covered in the Tokyo newspapers, too. Mian had told me all about that as well. I'm sure every resident in Hinomizawa had united to fight together. The feeling of solidarity found here, which could not be expressed pro- properly with mere words, was likely brought about by that battle. As a result of bribery and scandals were brought to light, as things got more and more complicated, they eventually halted construction. If I wanted to know now was my only chance to ask. It was certainly a bizarre incident that boys my age would be curious about. I felt a little shame from the fact I was pretty enough I was petty enough to have my curiosity piqued by Raina and Mian's refusal to talk about the event. But I figured I might as well ask since I had the chance just so I would stop thinking about it so much. So, there was a dismemberment, right? There was. I happened to be here in Hinomizawa at the time, so I remember it well. Tomotaki's son answer was nonchalant in contrast to my hesitantly forced-out question. It was about this time, four years ago. It was the day of the Watanagashi, if I recall correctly. Debate on whether to continue construction on the dam was in disarray. Scandal after scandal rocked the project near the end. The incident that was the final nail in the coffin for the dam project. A fight at the dam construction site ended in the victim being murdered. Fearing prosecution, the six assailants divided the remains into six pieces and hit each one. Five of the six criminals turned themselves in out of guilt, but one was still on the run. The right arm he hid in had yet to be found. The major details lined up with what was in the tabloid I'd read earlier. It certainly was a tragic incident, but it wasn't so terrible that Raina and Mion needed to hide it from me. I guess they didn't want someone who just moved here to have a negative impression of Hinomizawa. I felt grateful for having friends who worried so much about me, as well as shame for still being so interested in it. It was near the end of all the trouble with the dam, you see, so everyone was saying that it was Oyashiro-sama's curse. Oyashiro-sama's curse, huh? Oyashiro-sama was the name of the god at the shrine that held the festival today, if I recalled correctly. I see. Their guardian deity rained divine punishment down on the evil dam construction for trying to flood Hinomizawa. Apparently, the younger ones didn't think so, but it seems the elderly in the village never doubted that it was Oyashiro-sama's curse. The woman Tomotaki's son said with a mischievous chuckle. Tomotaki's son began laughing with her. It was so infectious, I ended up laughing as well. But I wonder about now. There are quite a few, I think, amongst the youth, too. A few what? People who believe... And Oyashiro-sama's curse? The woman's lips were still curled into a smile, but her expression turned stern. Then, after that, it continued every year, always around this time. Continued? What continued? Tomotaki-san paused for a second, as if to build up some suspense, then he whispered to me, as if someone might have been listening. Every year... On the day of the Watanagashi, someone dies. The year following the dismemberment on the day of the Watanagashi, a man from Hinomizawa who had supported the dam fell off a cliff overlooking some rapids and died while he was on vacation. 
Unfortunately for his wife, the body was never recovered. He supported the dam construction, even though he lived in Hinomizawa. At the time, there were whispers amongst the elderly saying it was Oyashiro-sama's curse. The woman chuckled mischievously again. Then the next year, the night of the Watanagashi, the shrine Shinto priest died suddenly from an unknown illness. His wife drowned herself in the bog that night. The shrine Shinto priest, you mean he was from the shrine here? The woman nodded. There was a rumor amongst the villagers that they weren't able to quell Oyashiro-sama's anger. Then, the year after that, again on the night of the Watanagashi, they discovered the battered body of a local housewife. Housewife? Up until now, all these mysterious deaths were people involved with the dam or who had connections with Oyashiro-sama. With that in mind, could the housewife have been involved in some way too? Exactly, the woman stated slyly. No, it was more menacingly. One of the victim's relatives, you see, was connected to the younger brother of the dam supporter who fell to his death two years before. The younger brother is still alive, it seems, but it did bother him quite a bit, so he moved to the neighboring town. For a while, I stood there with my mouth agape. The battle over the dam construction with Hinomizawa's future at stake and the murder at the center of it all. That was all I knew, and that was all I wanted to ask about. But that wasn't all there was to the story. Homicide, body disposal, accidental deaths, terminal illness, suicide, fatal beatings. I'm a pretty level-headed person. I don't really want to believe in curses, but the freakish deaths happened every year on the day of the Watanagashi, and all of them were related to the dam construction? It was easy to dismiss each of them as coincidences by themselves, but when you put them all together, dismissing all of them as a coincidence would then defy logic. I don't believe in curses, but every single year on the day of the Watanagashi, somebody or something makes it happen without fail. The woman chuckled again, as if she picked up on what I was thinking. It felt like she was saying, maybe there was, maybe we frightened him, stuff like that. I felt embarrassed at being read so easily. I pressed Tomotaki-san to continue, a bit of impatience and irritation in my tone. Then, so someone died the next year, right? Who was it that time? I wonder, who do you think, Keiichi-kun? The hell? The way he said it, it didn't agree with me. The sarcastic tone ticked me off. Don't avoid the question, I'm serious here. Hey, hey, calm down, Keiichi-kun. I realized when she, um, when she tried to calm me down that I had been panicking. We aren't trying to avoid the question, Keiichi-kun. It's just, when you say next year, that's... That's today. When she hesitated to say it, um, Tomotaki-san finished for her. I broke into a cold sweat. I really didn't like the direction this was headed. Nobody wants to speak of it, but they all think it's going to happen again tonight. The, the festival was so cheerful, though. Well, the victim last year, the housewife, she was a non-believer. It turns out she didn't even attend the Watanagashi festival. 
there was a rumor going around that if you didn't participate in the festival, you would incur Oyashiro Sama's wrath. Didn't you hear anything about this, Kichikun? I never even heard a whisper of that rumor. Then the reason everyone was at the festival was they were afraid of the curse? I figured there there must have been the reason. There were a lot more people at the Watanagashi than usual. I guess everyone was just afraid after all of Oyashiro-sama's curse. I couldn't utter a single word. In this modern age, where we made up progress in all scientific fields, shedding light on the unknown and misunderstood, where black and white television has been eradicated and we've sent men to the moon, even with all of our accomplishments, this can exist in modern society. Tons of invitations were sent out to neighboring towns, youth groups, to help pad the numbers. But after that string of events, few decided to join. The municipal committee members were complaining about how hard it was to gather participants. Also, the police are treating each case as isolated. They don't believe they're connected. They're trying to keep it quiet so they're all plainclothes officers. It finally began to dawn on me why Reina and Mion were reluctant to talk. If nothing happened during this Watanagashi, everything would have been over with and I'd be none the wiser. If nothing happened, all would be well. In that case, it would all end up being just crazy talk. I should have just pretended like I knew nothing from the beginning. Then they wouldn't have had to act like nothing happened. And we would all have gotten back to life as usual. Maybe it was just too much for him after all. The woman ran her fingers through her hair as she sighed. No, it, it wasn't, not at all. I had tried to act strong, but that just served to emphasize how much the information had unsettled me. After seeing how I looked, Tomotaki-san appeared to regret saying anything. Letting out a sigh, he then spoke, forcing an awkward, upbeat demeanor. Kuchi-kun, surely you don't believe in such things as curses. Well, no. If the causes of all the crimes were unknown with the perpetrators and their methods all mysteries, then I would think it's the work of a curse. But that's not how things are in reality. The police are investigating the evidence and suspects to uncover the truth. Hearing him say police made me feel a lot better. It was perfect for repelling the word curse. The first one, the dismemberment, for example, I told you, didn't I? All but one of the perpetrators were arrested. It's only a matter of time for the last one. The motive turned out to have been an argument they had while intoxicated. That's no curse, don't you agree? That was true. If it didn't happen on the day of the Watanagashi, then I wouldn't think it was related. The accidental death of the man who supported the death is the same. He was in the position that made others hate him. The police made a point of investigating from that angle. They concluded it was an accident, not foul play. But they both happened on the day of the festival, right? Ha ha ha. Just think about it, Kichi-kun. Do you think people with a lot of enemies here in Hinamizawa could participate easily in a local festival? It would be easily, it would be especially hard for them to be around during the Watanagashi. So they probably left Hinamizawa intentionally around this time of year to travel, don't you think? It wasn't a very clear explanation, but I sort of understood what Tomotaki-san was getting at. So I pressed on earnestly, asking more questions so I could convince myself. Then, 
Tomotaki-san, what about the priest who died after that, the one with the unknown illness? That also happened on the day of the festival. It's even easier to explain what happened to the Shinto priest. The Latinagashi is a really big event that happens once a year. It was probably from all the build-up stress, or it may have been because of a pre-existing condition. But it was an unknown disease. It's hard to believe something with an unknown cause could exist with all our advances in medicine. It's just an exaggeration. Rumors making rumors. Anyone would get worked up over having incidents happen two years in a row. The sudden death is quite unnatural, though. Of course, the police ordered an autopsy because of the strange way he died, but there wasn't enough for them to open a full investigation, you know? Turns out it was just a sudden death due to illness. The priest's wife committed suicide, correct? What about all that? I believe I already explained that. Everyone was shaken up by the incidents happening for a third year. Those who were str- who of strong faith were quick to believe it was the work of the curse. Of course, that included the priest's wife. Apparently, they found a suicide note that said something like, My death will quell Oshiro-sama's anger. Well then, how about the next incident with the housewife? That happened on the day of the Watanagashi too. The perpetrator has already been caught and the case has been closed. Turns out it was just some nut job trying to continue the legacy of the Hinamizawa curse. Then, then, how about the incident the next year? Oh, uh, oh yeah, this year is the next year. Tomotaki-san gave a hearty laugh. Nothing will happen, not this year. There was never a curse to begin with. It's just that a group of people believed it was the explanation for a string of coincidences. My internal computer finally got itself back on track. I felt a bit embarrassed by how childish I'd become after losing control and panicking. I can see very clearly now that Keichi-kun really does love Hinamizawa. Even if Oyashiro-sama's curse actually did exist, Keichi-kun couldn't bring himself to believe that such a thing existed. I felt very relieved. I should probably just forget everything I heard tonight. I'll greet Reina and Mion tomorrow with the same smile as always. They'd probably also like tonight to end without incident, so they can continue on tomorrow without having worried me. Perhaps seeing my change in attitude, the woman who had been listening and stretched as she got up from the rock as she was sitting on. Well then, I should be getting back. Goodness, I think I may have gone on a bit too long. There were so few people compared to the crowd from before. I could only make out a few groups of families enjoying the cool evening air. I looked at my watch as soon as we talked for a better part of an hour. Didn't you come along with your friends, Keiji-kun? Not going to look for them? Oh, yeah. They might all be looking for me. Ha ha ha, you're quite the scoundrel making the girls look for you. See you, Keiji-kun. Have a nice night. You too, Jiro-san. I'll see you a bit later. Tomotaki-san seemed to be quite the scoundrel himself. So his name is... Gyro. After dusting off her backside, she disappeared into the crowd of people still busy cleaning up the shrine grounds. Keiji-kun! So sorry. In her place, Raina came running over. I could see all the others behind her. Speak of the devil. My bad, Keichan. We got so caught up in our discussion. I'd completely forgotten about them while caught up in my own conversations, so we were even. 
my, so Tomotaki-san was with you. This works out perfectly. We still need to settle the shooting gallery competition. Ah, oh, that that's right. So I guess it's gonna I'm gonna end up dead last. In the end, after my dramatic victory, Rikachan was the last challenger, but there weren't many targets left. The ones remaining were all tiny and difficult to hit. She did take her time and aim, but all three shots completely missed. She was to end up sharing the loser's crown with Tomotaki-san. However, she did her little mewing cry in front of the owner, and he turned to mush instantly. She was given a pack of gum as a consolation prize. Her methods were a bit audacious, but she did avoid being the loser rather magnificently. Come to think of it, Rika-chan is quite the trickster. I have no idea what Keiichi is talking about. Now then, it's decided that Tomotaki-san is dead last. Everyone cheered and applauded. Tomotaki-san smiled wearily, slightly bewildered. So, Tomotaki-san, are you ready? Penalty time. Huh? Oh, I completely forgot about that. You're too naive, Tomotaki-san. This is why our club can never lose. Mian pulled a felt tip marker from her pocket. Oh, it's that. Show him some mercy, Mion. At least use a washable marker. A permanent one is too harsh. Ah ha ha, it just has to be permanent. It comes off when you do the laundry anyways. Whoa, whoa, what is this? Please take it easy on me. Oliver's pinned his arms behind his back and Mion approached him with the marker in one hand. And... Squip, squip, squip. But she didn't write on Tomotaki's son's face, she wrote on his shirt, on the shirt he was wearing. You'd better have your big break this year, Mion. Reina took the marker next. Show me your photos next time, okay? Reina. It was a little heartwarming and I just had to laugh. Ha! Huh. This is more of a farewell card than a penalty. Ho, ho, ho. I'm not as soft as the rest. I'll make sure this is a proper penalty. Ha, ha. Dead last. Satoko. Try harder next time, Rika. Here you go, Keiji-san. I couldn't decide what to write, but based on what the penalty... What kind of penalty this was, this was probably the most appropriate. Come back and play again, Keiji. Tomotaki-san was silent the entire time. At first he was quite bewildered, but now he had a different look on his face. So, I have to wear this all the way back to Tokyo as part of the penalty? Of course, you better wear it all the way home. Ah ha 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 ha, you could wear it when you get back. It would be nice. He appeared deeply moved. Embarrassment mixed with a wealth of other emotions made him turn a bright red. Understood. I'll wear this the next time I come here. I promise. Everyone cheered and applauded. It was the finest parting gift possible for a buddy heading out tonight. I saw the woman who was with Tomotaki-san standing near the festival grounds. It seemed Tomotaki-san noticed her too and knew it was time to leave. 
Seems like your guest is waiting. Isn't it about time? Hmm? Yeah, that's certainly how it seems. Uh-huh. Tomataki-san headed off towards her and seemed to apologize for making her wait. We all shouted stuff at Tomataki-san. Each time we did, he looked back and waved his hand. Eventually, he faded into the darkness of the night, out of sight. It was quite the casual farewell. This wasn't the first time any of us had seen someone off. They had done the same thing many times before. He's gone. Well, it's about time we take off, too. Rikachan had to stay behind with the other committee members since they were having a meeting. Satraka was tagging along with her. I headed back home with the usual suspects. The walk back was quite lively with talk of the day's war stories. Should have done this, should have done that, that kind of stuff. Raina and I parted ways with Mion and then it was just the two of us. Then we got to my house and I parted ways with Raina as well. It's already pretty late. Are you alright by yourself? Yeah, I'm perfectly fine. It's close. I'm gonna run too. If you run into some weirdo, just yell. If someone does come, will you come and save me? Maybe, maybe. If I hear you. How? Oh, okay. I'll scream loud enough so you can hear me. Merrily spinning her arms around at high speed, Raina dashed off. She was fine in that mode, not even an adult could stand against her. Raina's cheerful president presence disappeared and it finally became quiet again. The curse not that not a single person even whispered about. The more I learned about it tonight, the more unsettling it became. It didn't show on any of their faces, but they were probably all quite, quite concerned about it as well. But if nothing happens tonight, then it all ends up being just crazy talk. Nothing will happen, nothing bad, nothing at all. What's wrong, Keiji? Why are you standing in a place like that? Come inside, you'll catch a cold. It was my mom. Did you go, mom, to the Watanagashi festival? In the end, your father didn't wake up, so I missed it. A little disappointing. Mom stuck her tongue out with a bit of embarrassed look on her face. Okay, guys. And with that, we're going to end this part here. And... We'll see what happens next time. Okay. Bye.